Uh, welcome back to the Connecting Minds podcast. Christian Yordanov here. Thanks for tuning in. Today we have Ryder Lee again from the Raised by Giants podcast. Ryder, thanks for coming back for a second one, bro, so soon. Thanks so much for having me on, brother. Really enjoyed the last one, so I am very happy to be here. Thank you for having me. Yeah, man. Always welcome. And uh, what's interesting is I was listening back to that one, and um, <clears throat> we do talk about some pretty dark stuff. So I like the fact that we can enjoy our company and discussion, even though we're talking about pretty serious shit. And I really think we're going to be talking more serious shit tonight, which is, you know, that's, that's, you know, that's, that's the way we do things. Um, and, but I, I let I want to start with a fun f- question for you, uh, Ryder. What, Bro, is your favorite dinosaur? Velociraptor. Velociraptor. Mine is the Fakeosaurus Rex. Love that one. (laughs) (laughs) The Fakeosaurus Rex, yeah. Have you been watching The Mandalorian? I have not, actually. Well, there's this creature that's called the Mythosaur. Okay. On The Mandalorian. It's like this... uh, weird like creature and apparently it can like fly and like do all this stuff and you can like ride it and all that but what is the mandalorian it's just it's an adaptation of a star wars uh tv show it's on disney plus oh okay okay so it's like just like an offshoot of star wars kind of like boba fett you know who boba fett is i don't i'm not terrible with tv shows and movies Okay, well, he's it's just like a bounty hunter. It's like this okay. group of uh, bounty hunters that are uh, running around the galaxy. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, oh, the reason, okay, I guess the reason I ask is <clears throat> as a fun segue to maybe let's let's get your take on on history and what do you reckon? Like even even the last century, let's say the twentieth century, right? All this sort of stuff that happened you know let's say world war one we had the that pandemic uh around that time and you know we had the world war ii and those events that shaped that and in in the last the last century we also had a lot of um uh, uh international or supranational organizations that were created you know we had the league of nations we had you know uh, eventually the united nations you know nato all these sort of uh, a clear attempt at a world government and you know what do you reckon sort of what do you, how much of even the last century's history do you think is now has been sort of erased and rewritten uh, and and further further back what do you reckon is kind of what percentages are we dealing with in terms of fake to true to life accounts well really i think that anything that's written down isn't necessarily truth right? you're you're just getting one person or one group's perspective of events right it's exactly like the the bible and all these religious texts like i think a majority of them are allegorical metaphorical and astrological right mm-hmm. it's not meant to be taken literally mm-hmm. and <clears throat> see this is the problem that people have they think that if something is written down then that makes it like facts that makes it truth when it's really just the perspective of the person that's writing it 
right? There, I'm sure there was hundreds of other perspectives of events that happened during that time, but we only have one. And we're led to believe that that is the factual information of exactly what happened. And I'm not saying that some of it isn't factual. I'm sure that it is, but it's not the full truth. It's impossible to get the full truth into anything that's written down because there's so many nuances with everything. And it's interesting that you talk about history with, uh, you know, because I've been looking into a lot of these cults and a lot of these uh, like, you know, Waco, uh, like uh, Jim Jones, Jonestown, Mm. because there seems to be like this really big rise around the 60s into the seventies of like cults and like cult leaders and people thinking that they're the Messiah and that they're Jesus reincarnated. And they have these, you know, groups of followers. Then it kind of seems like if that was just kind of stamped out, they just kind of did away with that. You don't really hear about that stuff anymore. And you don't hear about serial killers anymore either. Hmm. You know, there was like this huge boom of serial killers from the sixties all the way up into the early nineties, just like there was this huge boom of cult leaders and cults. And, uh, you know, you have the heaven's gate cult, you know, and then it came and went these booms. That's a very interesting question. And I, I don't really know. And I just think that it's interesting how it was just like this little segment of history that had these cults that had these serial killers. Now, I think that a lot of the serial killers were just experiments. You know, mm-hmm. there were MK ultra mind control experiments, mm-hmm. you know, that, I mean, I mean, there's proof that, um, uh, what's his name? Uh, Charles Manson was a CIA LSD experiment because mm-hmm. he was using LSD to control the people in his little group of his little cult in California. Hmm. You know, it's just really interesting that you see these serial killers just come up like out of nowhere, like something snapped within them. And then all of a sudden you just see a bunch of people running around killing people, you know, that we had never really seen before coming from one individual. And yeah, then that's, that's a good point. all of the cults and all that too, you know, you see uh, with uh, David Crash, you know, at, at Waco, you know, thinking that he's like this, uh, you know, reincarnated Jesus, that he's the Messiah, that he's going to bring about the book of Revelations, that, you know, he's preparing for Armageddon. Jim Jones thought that exact same thing. Yeah. You know, in Jonestown in the... Uh, late 70s i believe you know he was saying almost the exact same thing verbatim that the government was after him that the cia was watching them and that they needed to protect themselves and like arm themselves now i think david koresh's uh cult was uh, not so much a cult i think that he just kind of you know let his followers kind of do what they wanted like they could come and go and leave as they please to do but with jim jones like he wouldn't let people leave 
he had like armed security around Jonestown like 24-7. If you tried to leave, you'd be like shot. Wow. You know, so it's, I don't know, it's just really interesting. I think it's a new topic that I'm really going to start diving into. Nice, these, um Little cults and... Uh, I, I was actually going to ask you what, what your kind of, what your current interests are and what topics have you, you know, not yet... Um, begun research on so that's that's interesting that you kind of answer that question for us any other topics actually before you answer that i wanted to get your take what do you think what's your take on lsd is it good or bad given the way they were demonizing it then in you know after the 60s and into the 70s whatever they were demonizing it pretty hard i i'm tending to think it can open up the mind to good things what do you think uh, I personally wouldn't do it just mm -hmm. because if you're wide open, because I think that that's what LSD and a lot of these hallucinogenics actually do. It just opens up your consciousness, like wide open, you know, and you can get infiltration of thoughts, infiltration of ideas that aren't necessarily right, real. It can alter your belief systems in a negative way. So if, you don't have the protection and the uh, know the right way to do it, then you're yeah. open to being influenced by negative stuff. Yeah. So I think that a lot of the LSD and the hallucinogenics, uh, mushrooms, DMT, and a lot of that has been, has all been like hijacked. I, I don't think that mm -hmm. there's any pure forms of it really anywhere. Like maybe DMT and ayahuasca, there can be uh, pure forms of that because that's, you know, made by uh, indigenous tribes and stuff. And they do it all. Uh, there's a process to making it. But mm -hmm. as far as like LSD and mushrooms and stuff off of the street, nah, not for me. I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't recommend it either. Is there any entheogens that would tickle your fancy? Not really. I stay away no. from all drugs. I don't do any drugs at nice. all, period. No pharmaceuticals, none of that, because I think that that has been a big part of the brain, uh, mind control and brainwashing of the population. Hmm. I think I mentioned it to you on the show before that antipsychotics, antidepressants, um, Adderall, Ritalin, amphetamines all came out of the MK Ultra programs. And that's yeah, the majority of the medications that people are on today. You yeah. know, especially during 2020, people just loaded up on antidepressants and anti anxiety mm. and all that stuff, you know. So if it came out of the an official brainwashing mind control experimentation ran by the CIA, then why would I ever take it? I get you. Yeah, 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 I've never taken one antipsychotic, one antidepressant medication ever in my life. Always, it's like, no, nah, I want to be responsible for the way that I feel. You know, I don't want any medication telling me how to feel or change my brain chemistry because that's what it's doing. Now, I'm not saying that no nobody should take any of it. I mean, if I'm not a doctor, if you feel like you need it, then take it. You know, but for me personally, no, I'm not taking any of that stuff. Yeah, bro, the only thing that I take is melatonin. I take melatonin to go to sleep. It's a yeah, same here. Not every day, but it's really good. 
Yeah, dude, it's pretty disgusting. Like, um, we went, my, my, my wife was having severe sleep problems for a while there, and <clears throat> we literally tried everything, dude. And, like, I, I know what to try. Like, I'm completely geeked out on sub supplements and, you know, all this health optimization stuff. So we we were, even one of our neighbors, <clears throat> she gave us some sleeping pills, and she, even the sleeping pills wouldn't work. So that that's how bad it was. But it wasn't like it it was caused more about like having a baby and like waking up at night, that nervous system repatterning <clears throat> into yeah. sympathetic overdrive. So it's a it was a nervous system type thing that she retrained herself in. However, we went to the doctor briefly, some doctor here, and within she was in there 30 minutes. She went in to, to ask for like a different type of sleeping pill to try, just to try. And um because we were super desperate, the she came out with a prescription for a. Listen to this, an antipsychotic, and a uh, SSRI antidepressant, two of the same fucking thing to be started immediately that same day. Can you believe in thirty minutes, dude? That's, that's the problem, and that's the issue. People, the the doctors <laughs> don't want to actually treat you; they just want to put you on a shit ton of medications. It's like beyond disgusting. You go to the doctor for exactly like what you're saying. You go to the doctor for sleep problems. And they put you on antipsychotic medication or they put you on antidepressant medication. Like, what is Dude. that? That's not a symptom of my issues here. Yeah. Issue is sleep. Like, and I've always had a problem same. with sleep. Same, you know, yeah. that's always been my thing because my brain just runs 24-7 constantly. Yeah. I'm thinking of new thoughts, new ideas, and it seems like a yeah. lot of things come to me at night. So I, I really don't go to sleep until late anyway. Mm. But to put people on medications that uh, that do nothing for actual sleep is an agenda. They're, they're, yeah. they're trying to drug the population, and that's a huge huge problem i think i also mentioned before that uh, i just looked up the statistics for the united states i don't know about other countries but the statistics for the united states is from 2014 to 2016 almost half the population was on some sort of pharmaceutical medication and and then what you know seven years later like it's going to be even more I guarantee you that that's increased that's a that's at least that 70% now yeah, man. And of the population. And then also looked up, that was for the entire population, even including kids. Oh yeah. And then I looked up the adult statistics and it was 68% of adults in the United States is on some sort Two of pharmaceutical thirds. medication. Two and thirds. another problem that arises with that too, is that you can't get away from it. You can't because the people that are on those pharmaceutical medications, they go to the toilet and they pee. Oh, that yes. water is recycled. All the water that we use, any tap water mm -hmm. in our toilet, in our shower, that we wash our clothes with, that we drink out of the faucet, out of the sink, is all recycled water. Yep. It's not new water. So the water that you flush down the toilet, the water that you that you uh, use in the sink is all recycled back through. And it's impossible to take out a majority of those medications. Mm -hmm. You just can't. There's, there's no way to take out those kinds of medications. So when you're drinking tap water, you're inevitably yeah. drinking birth control. You're inevitably <laughs> drinking um, 
antidepressants, antipsychotics, uh, blood pressure medications, you know, and not only that with the fluoride in the water as well. And yeah. then you have all the cancer causing agents too. I mean, you can get online. I know that there, I don't know about other countries, but in the United States, you can get online and you can look up all the chemicals and the stuff that's in your local tap water. Mm. And it's astounding. Yeah. <laughs> like every single yeah, one of them has some kind of cancer causing agent in them, yeah. no matter where you are. Yep. It's the same, bro. It's the same. It's uh, like uh, I, I was living in, in Ireland 14 years and the water there is fluoridated. Some, some small pockets of people would, would, you know, doing awareness sort of campaigns and trying to raise awareness, but the water was free as well in Ireland because it, it rains so much. But you know what I mean? Like if it's free and fr it's from the government, <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> I, I think uh, the last three years taught us what free and from the government means, you know? Yeah. That's why I'm such a big advocate for uh, distilling your own water or having a reverse osmosis system, you know? Do you do any of that yourself? What's your kind of, uh, what do you do? Well, I haven't been doing it uh, recently uh, because I just uh, moved around six months ago mm -hmm. and a lot of my stuff is still in my old apartment. But I used to have this, um, I think it was called Cleared, that it was like a little container at the top. You would pour your water in and then it would filter down through it and it took out 99.9% .9 of nice. the chemicals and the stuff that were in it. And that's what I would use. And this is another thing too. It's like, you think just because you're, you know, uh, filtering your tap water or you're filtering your bottled water or all that, that you're not getting any of the chemicals or any of the nonsense. I mean, you're still showering yeah. in the water. It's still going on into your skin. You're still yeah. washing your clothes in the contaminated water it's still going on to your clothes. It's still getting into your skin. So it's like, you know, what are you supposed to do? Like it, it, it doesn't really matter if you're filtering your water or not, you're still getting it in a different, just in a different way. Maybe yeah. not as much, which yeah. I do recommend people to, you know, try and filter their water. And it's not very expensive. I think I got the, those, uh, those water jug filtering containers for like $200 uh, USD. And mm. I had two of them and they worked pretty good. But, um, yeah, it's like whenever you take care of one thing, there's oh, yeah. all these other avenues that it's they're a minefield. also hitting you at. <laughs> it's an absolute minefield, bro. But, um, you know, like for my book, I was doing some research related to fluoride and it's, it's definitely associated with, um, sort of cognitive issues iq and you know cognitive development in kids but we one of the famous i suppose deleterious effects of it is that it calcifies the pineal gland quote-unquote now the pineal gland i'm not an expert by any stretch on it but from what i understand it's it shares anatomical features with the eyes so it's inside our head but it has components that are or in uh, in the eyes, right? So, what do you reckon? A lot of this toxic onslaught is, and you know, all these heavy metals and you know, bioaccumulating sort of toxins. Do you think they're designed to clog up uh, our f physiological or physical sort of tissues that 
could in a way be like transmitters or receivers for like other energies that we basically cannot perceive, you know, like more spiritual related things. Yes, I do believe that a lot of it is to dampen down our spirituality and our spiritual beliefs. And another thing that fluoride does is it makes the physical body develop faster. Hmm. So you have a rapid kind of aging process. Mm. And this is how you get girls that are 10 to 14 years old that look like they're over 18 years old. Like they look like they're like fully developed. So fluoride does that. And then there's also chemicals that they're putting in the food that does that, that speeds up the aging process. And uh, a lot of people don't realize that they don't, they don't know that, but that's a proven study that fluoride speeds up the, uh, Hmm. the, the aging process and makes people develop faster than they normally were. And it's, there's proof in that you go back to the uh, late nineties and you look at freaking sixth graders they look like sixth graders. <laughs> yeah, man. But now you look at a group of sixth graders. They Mutants. they look like they're freaking uh, almost seniors in high school. <laughs> it's crazy. It's crazy. It's, crazy. it's wild. But yeah, I do think that uh, they are doing a lot of this to stun the spiritual growth. Because if you cut people off from their spiritual growth, then that also cuts off common sense. That also cuts off critical thinking. That also cuts off logic, you know, and if you don't have that connection, you don't have that spiritual connection, then you're missing a lot of important things throughout your life, you know, and you're just going to be a follower. You're Mm -hmm. just going to, whatever anybody says, especially an authority figure says, you're going to believe them. You know, even if it's real or if it's not real, you know, this is a this is a huge issue, and also gets back to what we were talking about when we first, you know, started, is the you know the the difference between belief, facts, and truth. You know, there's there's huge gaps in between here, and I think that the population has been overruled by belief and not truth or facts because truth requires proof and evidence of what you're saying. Belief doesn't. Yeah. You can believe whatever you want, but that doesn't make it real. You can believe that uh, there's 250 alien races out there and they're out there controlling humanity and they're doing well. That's a belief. There's absolutely no proof for that. There's zero evidence, zero proof that even a physical extraterrestrial species even exists. So you're you're running off of belief here. And belief mm-hmm. can't overrule truth. Belief can't overrule facts. But that's what our reality has really been based in is belief. That's how all of it works. Mm. Whenever you read something 
online, whenever you read an article, whenever you read a newspaper, whenever you're watching the news, whenever you're reading a an old document or whatever, there's really no facts. There's really no truth in any of that, right? You're taking it at face value and you're believing what they're presenting as fact. So your belief is overruling truth. I don't know if I'm explaining that uh, oh, yeah, properly. No, it's totally, man. It, it was like, you know, when the uh, dollar bill in the States, in God we trust, I mean, eventually, are they going to change that to in science we trust? Because we literally replaced, replaced religion with science. But it always seems like, it seems like the manipulators must create something to something that must you must believe in you know the the population because it's it's just a tool for manipulation and social engineering it's a bunch of stories is what it is mm. it's all just a bunch of stories and when people believe in those stories it makes it real to them you know and i don't mean to be harping on the et and the ufo phenomenon here but i think it's just a prime example especially for this community right because mm. the whole et hypothesis has been perpetuated through story and it's gotten people to believe in it through people telling stories there is no evidence there is no proof that any of these things has happened. They're stories. <laughs> yeah, man. The, I think... the, abduc the abductions are stories. Seeing yeah. a UFO in the sky, not knowing what it is and calling it aliens and extraterrestrials is a story. You know, we have this tendency to put labels on things and, make up our mind when we have absolutely no idea what's going on. You know, we don't have the evidence or the backing. If I, if I were to see something weird in the sky, I would think to myself, huh, that's strange. I have no idea what it was. And it doesn't really matter to me. Why do I care what it was? You know, I'm not, opposed to any thought or opposed to any idea. Actually, what I've been working off of here recently is that I think that it's quite possible, and this might be shocking to some people because they might feel like that I'm going backwards in my thoughts and ideas and beliefs, but I think that it's highly probable that we might possibly be the only living physical beings in the entire universe. And, why do you and I don't, you say, and I don't say that as like to make us this apex predator type of, mm. uh, you know, being, I don't say that to be like, Oh yeah, we're so special that we're the only beings in the entire universe. That's not really what I mean. I think that there is quite possibly that there, the universe was very populated at one time. You know, but they've died off. They've either killed themselves. I think at one time, it's quite possible that 
all of the planets in the solar system was inhabited by some sort of physical being. Mm. And now we're just all in one location. Mm-hmm. We're just all here now. You know, and then people would be like, oh, well, well, you think that the, the expansiveness of the universe, that there couldn't be life out there somewhere doing something? Well, yeah, yeah, it's a, a possibility, but there's no proof or evidence for that. You know, if there is, then why haven't we seen any of them? Why is it that we only see them in a dream state, in an astral state, under the uh, direction of some sort of hallucinogenic drug? Mm. You know, why haven't we seen any of these beings physically? Why haven't they came and walked up to us and shaken our hand? You know, and then people would use the excuse, oh, well, they got a prime directive. They they can't come down here and interfere. Well, that you're speaking outside two sides of your mouth there. If they're the ones that's controlling things and manipulating things, these extraterrestrials, then why can't they come? If you're saying that there's a prime directive that they can't interfere, well, it seems like they're freaking interfering quite a lot, according to your hypothesis. You know? Mm. So I think that it's a, no, I'm not, that's just a theory and that's just a hypothesis, right? That's just a, you know, a uh, hyperbole. But I think that it's quite possible that we, and and it makes sense that we would be the only physical beings in the universe because of the, the possession, because of, uh, the, these being these walk-ins, these um, beings that you know, these spiritual beings that want to come here. Why why would they want to come here so much? What would be the reason that they would want to be here so bad? Well, in my thought process, the reason that they would want to be here so bad because this is the only place to live out a three D physical existence. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. That's just what I'm working on right now and i'm sure that it'll evolve yeah it'll evolve into something else next week and i'll get another thought and then it'll turn into something else in a couple of days yeah yeah. but that's just what i'm working with right now and you know they'll be like oh well you think that god uh god was so limited that he only created us uh as we are here now and um, (coughs) excuse me i'll be like no i don't because I don't think that we were the same we're the same human beings now that we've been on the planet since the existence of humans here. I think there's been different iterations of humans. Yeah. And that's not limiting to God. Cuz he's created if you believe in God, then he has created every iteration of human that's existed here since the beginning of time. Uh, it's um it's deep, bro, but you know, I also sometimes wonder that, you know, it, could, could it be that every time you reincarnate, not just you you reincarnate in a different world, not in terms of like a different age, let's say, you know, one time it was 500 years ago, or a thousand years ago, but you 
and you don't just in, reincarnate in the same linear timeline as this particular world that this particular uh, history tracks back, but it's you incarnate perhaps, um, and it's an entirely different the not the laws of maybe not the laws of physics or maybe even the laws of physics. Uh, maybe it's a different. <clears throat> it's like if if you you're an author and you like uh, James Connolly or whatever. You got fifty different books and each book is an entire different plot, different characters, and so on. <clears throat> so maybe, and there, there's other sort of <clears throat> in kind of when they talk about reincarnation, they talk about the concept of the oversoul. So could it be that you are a smaller part like a cell is of a of a body or an organ or a tissue could we each one of us be a cell in a bigger organism that perhaps this organism the oversoul or it's this being this oversoul now it may be living multiple lives in this reality or it could be living multiple lives in different realities or different time different times all simultaneously it's almost like uh, if you if you have a you know a central processing unit and it's getting information from different components you know and i don't know have you thought about it that way I, what's your take on reincarnation <clears throat> yeah i have thought about that and i find that concept in theory very interesting and i've thought about that before well what if the reincarnation process doesn't immediately bring us back to this timeline that we're currently on, right? If I were to die in, let's say, 50 years, I wouldn't be born here again on the 51th year. 51st year, sorry. What did I say, 51th? Yeah, that's not even... 11 to 12. <laughs> 11 to 12. Um, <laughs> but... Uh, I think that that's a very interesting concept because, you know, it, that could possibly be. You could die, be reincarnated 4,000 years before you were here this time or 4,000 years in the future because we don't know how time works yeah. in this spiritual realm this astral realm or how time works when we die you know a minute could be five years here mm -hmm. so if you're on the other side for you know five minutes that means that you like 20 years passes here yeah you know 25 years yeah so I think that that's really interesting way to look at it. And then also looking at, you know, different timelines and parallel timelines and alternate realities, because I do think that it is quite possible that every choice that we have ever made then turns into a different alternate parallel timeline that's running simultaneously mm. to ours. So there's really, infinite amounts yeah. of timelines to be yeah. in and have you seen oh yeah you probably haven't seen it but there's a show on netflix called the oa no and the oa is about like uh, 
jumping into a different timeline, into a parallel timeline, into a, a parallel reality. And they would do these, and it also involves like near-death experiences as well. So this group of people that had had near-death experiences were kind of captured. They were put into like this isolation tank in, in a basement. And then there was this dude that was constantly killing them over and over and over again and bringing them back to induce a near-death experience. And they all individually met this angel that gave them these, uh, these moves, these, uh, you know, hand moves and these body moves. Uh, and they didn't really know exactly what it was for until they got all five of the moves. So it takes five people and they would do these moves and that would give them the ability to jump into a parallel timeline or an alternate timeline Mm -hmm. physically. Mm -hmm. And it's a very, very interesting show. If people haven't seen it, I highly recommend it. It's actually really freaking mind blowing, Mm -hmm. especially the second season. It's like, holy shit. Yeah. The OA. So at the I'm just going to go ahead and spoil it for people. So if you don't want to, uh, if you haven't seen it and uh, you actually want to watch it, just, uh, just, you know, turn the volume off for a couple of minutes here. So at the very end of the series, there's this stained glass window. It's called the rose collared window. And everybody that's ever attempted to look out the rose collared window has died because they can't handle the ultimate truth. They can't handle the ultimate truth of the universe. It's too much for them. It's too much information and it overpowers them and they just die. So at the end, there's this gentleman that finally gets to look out the rose colored window because he can handle the information. So he looks out the rose colored window and he sees a movie set. And this goes right over the head of almost everyone that I've ever talked to about this show. They don't get it. They don't understand Mm it. Right. The ultimate truth is that this reality is fake. It's not real. It's a movie. Right. Or what some people will call a simulation or, you know, a, a game an experiment basically. And that's what he sees. And he he opens up the window and it's a freaking movie set, dude. And I'm like, holy shit. They just subliminally told you that this entire reality is like a giant movie. Mm. It's not even real. And if people were to realize that and really take that in, it would break them. You know, it would break them psychologically. It would be too much information for them to handle. And they would probably go like catatonic, basically like the MK ultra programs, you know, the people that went through the MK ultra, uh, torturing of individuals, only like a select few actually made it through all of that. Most of them died. Most of them weren't able to handle it. Hmm. So it's like, so, shit, I'm watching this. I'm like, holy crap. And I like anybody that's ever watched it. I'm like, Hey, like go back and rewatch this 
and, uh, you know, listen to what I just said about it, rewatch it and your, your entire perspective will be completely changed. So do you reckon this severe ignorance that we are seeing in the population at large to these agendas is in a way a self-defense mechanism? Yes, in order for us to wrap our head around something to make it make sense, even though it doesn't make sense, and for uh, someone to come up with some kind of explanation that fits into their needily uh, curated echo chamber of thought. Yeah, I think so. Absolutely. There's one dude I I, uh, was following for a while. He's not putting out much content now. But uh, he was talking about that we, our real selves, are in Mount Meru, okay, in the North Pole. And we are projecting ourselves here. It's like some type of toroidal field. So this earthly existence is actually a dream. Our real true self is you know, this sort of powerful being, etc., all that stuff. <clears throat> we are safe and we are experiencing this. And th- the reason we are experiencing it is to, you, we are experiencing externally a, all of that which we are not. And so so he, the way I, 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 I am very careful with a lot of stuff like this that's a little bit new agey where you you rose tinting a lot of things painting it with very sort of cheerful colors like you know it's it's all good it's just the birthing pains of a new age now all this strife and conflict is the um, birthing pains and then the golden age of humanity is upon us but what this dude was saying is that all of this crazy shit that's happening out there like the quote unquote elites, they're not like their agenda isn't to like destroy us, depopulate us, and all that shit. It's to, they're basically an agent of this sort of dream. They're uh, uh, like basically an act, like an actor or, or a set of actors in the theater, in the, in the set, in the movie. And they're ju- there just to kind of help us see the evil and when you see the evil you're like i'm not that you know and it's like um there's a philosophical sort of way to i forgot what it's called but to come to come about to a truth that can be said that's truth and it goes through saying it's like this laptop in front of me is it white it's not white it's not pink and then going it's not a an elephant and you enumerate all the things it's not the things that's left it's black is 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 it so what do you what do you take on what's your take on that i didn't like he talks about a lot of other shit i'll I'll send you the channel after the show but uh you can if you're interested in looking into it but um what's your what's your take on that yes my friend paul knight just did a uh an entire video on mountain mirror uh what the flock tv okay Uh, and he discovered a bunch of things in there. He discovered that Mount Meru on a map resembles a 
a rock, a uh, a black rock, right? And then mm-hmm. <laughs> what's black the largest what's the largest corporation uh, in the world? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Black rock. And then also, what is the most popular rock? That pop- most popular rock would be carbon. Mm. So carbon is us. We are carbon. And also, if you rearrange the word miru, M-E-R-U, you put the U in front and the R beside the U, you have you are me. So that kind of fits into your, uh, your, your hypothesis that Hmm. we could all be safe at this, uh, this Mount Miru, like we're all there and then we're here having this experience. Yeah. Cause if you look at, Mount Miru as Mount You Are Me. Mm. Right. Mm. Paul Knight put a huge, uh, put this video out just the other day, uh, two okay. or three days ago. I, I highly recommend people to check out uh, his channel, uh, What the Flock TV. Uh, very informative in everything that I just mentioned mm. uh, about Mount Miru there was uh, from his channel. But then you also have a lot of things uh that revolve around miru as well you have the miru people from kenya you have um amiru which is a m e r u which is a uh, a dragon snake scale scaly looking dragon snake and it said that the uh the mount miru has the scales of life so there's a lot, a lot of uh, really crazy good connections here just with Miru and Amiru. And also uh, Miru is considered to also be called uh, the shiny light, the shining ones, or the, uh, the shining as well. So mm-hmm. that's a relation to the uh, the Anunnaki and the Sumerian gods too. They were known as the Shining Ones. Interesting. A, a, a fun fact about carbon is also its um its atomic number is six. And this dude that I was talking about, he he talks about um <clears throat> basically you know like six six six. I mean, it, there's various different, I suppose interpretations of what 666 means in the bible and so on and so forth not not necessarily negative actually but um the number six kind of denotes or or uh maybe represents um physical reality and he was talking about alcohol and think about why is alcohol of all the drugs you know of all the medicinal plants which what are they pushing as legal and available readily available to almost everybody within a mile radius of you yeah alcohol and i a lot of these solvents um like there's hexane and stuff like that the the configuration of the ring it's like also got like six sort of sides i i i was looking the guy was explaining a lot better than me obviously but um when he talks about if you drink alcohol it actually basically it cuts you off from your spiritual, not even the spiritual above you, but it's actually your roots, 
you're in a shadow or an emanation of the spiritual realm. So the alcohol cuts off that connection. It severs it. And that's why, you know, it it's sort of, it keeps you in the physical reality. So what we were discussing earlier, if a lot of these folks were to glimpse at their, the, the true nature of their reality, I think, yes, some people would not handle it well, could go psychotic, but um, others could definitely shed layers of programming very fast. And then once you understand that, you become a lot less manipulatable by all this other stuff. Yeah, I think that alcohol is, I mean, it's called spirits. That's mm. what, you know, alcohol is, uh, yeah. that nickname for alcohol is yeah. spirits. So I think the, that might be relating to an infiltration of spirits. Mm. Something that isn't your own thoughts, something that doesn't come from you. Yeah. You know, is infiltrating into your body because that's really what you're doing when you're drinking any substance, especially alcohol. It doesn't come from you. It comes from outside of yourself. Yeah. You drink it, then you get uh, possibly infiltrated. I, I don't know of any scenario that alcohol has actually been good for people. Yeah. You know, like it, it, I think that it kind of gets us rooted into our innate kind of reality that whenever we were like cavemen and stuff, because our ambitions just completely go out the window. We're just like, oh yeah, forget about it. Screw it. You know, and we get this really animalistic instinct, like something has Mm -hmm. taken us over. Yeah, yeah, you know, like something's infiltrating into us, and then oh, we start being unruly. We start getting into fights. Uh, we uh, we we do wild and crazy things when a lot of alcohol is introduced into our system. So there's definitely some kind of infiltration going on with that. I don't think that it's just called spirits for nothing. But of course, what they say is it's. A disinhibitor, so it, it, your inhibitions are lowered. It's always they always come up with a medical or technical term. You know, yeah. it's fucking ridiculous, bro. It is, and then you're talking about the six, six, six here. Uh, Paul Knight also talked about the the six being uh, related to carbon and the six, 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 and how it is like the number for man. Here, which I think that is highly, you know, plausible, and that's why it's been really demonized and it's been inverted and mm. turned upside down. Because really, all of our symbols and everything in our reality has been inverted and turned upside down, right? You know, the 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 upside down cross, um, yeah. you know, has been inverted and to mean something evil. When it's probably the the opposite way, the, the, the upside down cross is probably more than likely uh, something good and something positive, and uh, right side up cross is you know a uh, a negative aspect, and mm. it's like what makes people think that 
if Jesus really existed and he was crucified on the cross, what what part of his story makes people think that he likes crosses? You know, why <laughs> makes zero sense? Like, why why would we worship uh, a deity or a god or the son of God with the thing that he supposedly died on. It's like if the Romans had <laughs> pounded him to death with a baseball bat and then everyone's wearing a baseball bat. <laughs> Yay, Jesus. Yay, Jesus. Praise Jesus. Amen. It's ridiculous, dude. It's it's wild how yeah. <laughs> everything has been turned upside down in our reality. The meanings have changed. The, the meanings of words have changed. The spellings of words have changed. It, it's all to hijack us and to make us not know where anything actually comes from. Because if we have that knowledge, then we would be like them, right? That's why they're coveting the knowledge. Mm. They want to hold the knowledge for themselves, just like they want to hide the technology for themselves. Yeah. They don't want to admit that they have the technology. They don't want to admit that they have the knowledge. Because then it gives an opportunity for everyone to be like them. Every man, woman, and child mm. on the planet to be like them. So they covet it. They hold it for themselves. They lock it away in some archive. They put it underground. You know, they uh, they, they hide it. They, they covet the knowledge, you know. And just like the, the, they've done, like I mentioned with the technology, Right. The the excuse is that it's extraterrestrials. The excuse is that it's these beings that's coming to uh, rape, torture, and kill us, and alter our genetics and take our uh, samples of our DNA. That's what they're fucking doing. <laughs> yeah. That's what they're doing. Yeah. That's what they've been doing. So it's an excuse. To blame it on something else. All the while, they've been genetically modifying us. They've been messing with our food. They've been messing with our air. They've been inserting things into our body to change our DNA. It's not extraterrestrials, guys. It's us. It's been us. It's always been us. But if they can blame it on something out there, I blame it on a, a, a freaking boogeyman that no one ever sees just like the, the terrorist mm. blame it on the terrorism. I've never seen a terrorist in my life, but apparently there's millions of them in other countries. You know, it, it's in, you know, with the whole thing of 2020, right? It's a boogeyman. It's out to get you. It's yeah. everywhere you go. And no matter what you do, you're not safe. Even if you're healthy, you're not safe. You're you know? you're then an asymptomatic spreader, which is fucking bro. That's just like next level evil genius, isn't it? It is evil genius. Asymptomatic spreader. What virus in the history of humanity? Can someone have that they don't know that they have? There isn't one. 
Now, you can say that, you know, uh, sexually transmitted diseases are viruses. I don't really, I consider them in a different camp. But again, Mm -hmm. I'm not a doctor. I'm not a pathologist. I'm not a virus expert Mm -hmm. or none of that, right? But there's no virus in the history of viruses that somebody can have and not know that they have. If you have a sickness, you, you got a cold, you have the flu, you know you freaking have the cold, you know that you have a flu. It's impossible not to know that. Even with, um, you know, uh, diseases like um, HIV or uh, hepatitis, you have symptoms of having HIV yeah. and hepatitis. And if you don't, then it's not that deadly. You're not going to die from it. So they've perpetuated this whole thing. Uh, and I personally believe just created it. They've just created it out of mm-hmm. nothing. They've created it on the thought processes and the propaganda from people believing in it. Of course, man. You know, that's all that it's been. And that's what it was from the very beginning. And I said this from the very beginning. I was never fooled. Oh, yeah. Same here, not, bro. Not once. I knew exactly what was going on. And people can say, oh, well, what do you mean, bro? You didn't know what was happening. Yeah, I did. The, the day that it hit, I was in an office. I was working in an office. And I was like, bro, all this shit is, is the flu. Yeah. That's all it is. It's the flu that we get every single year that kills up to 50,000 people mm-hmm. every year since the early 2000s. Except 2020 or 2021 where because of our because we all wear wore masks and you know disinfect our hands, we completely eradicated the flu. It's a miracle of medicine. <laughs> wow. How do we, bro? Who'd have thunk? Who'd have thunk that people would fucking fall for that shit? Even God, dude. Even like practitioners that I was talking to were telling me this shit, dude. Like, man, bro. Sorry, go ahead. If masks worked and 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 eradicating the flu, like they want to lead us to believe then why the fuck have we not been wearing masks during every single flu season for the past 20 years? Do you think, sorry, let me ask you this. You know, there were some pictures that surfaced from 1918 or whatever the Spanish flu was, um, and there was people with masks. Do you think that those were fake and they were kind of uh, found, quote unquote, from the past to normalize this mask wearing as oh we did it before you know we did it a hundred years ago and what do you think you're talking about the the long nose doctor's mask um no um there was um i think it was like an ad in a paper or uh you know mask up like on the front uh front page of a of a newspaper you know wear a mask there was a picture of you know, people like I think hospital staff or something like black and white picture wearing masks. I don't know, maybe well, I mean, ho- masks have been worn in hospitals uh, forever, but it's not to keep people from being uh, 
you know, uh, yeah. being sick or preventing oh, yeah. some kind of illness. It's to prevent contamination. Oh, yeah, yeah. of course. It's you don't want the prevent... doctor drooling in your open wound when he's exactly. stitching up or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's what it was all used for. And, and doctors have been doing that for uh, really since the, the Black Plague. They've been wearing masks like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, that whole the, the Black Plague mask were majority of them were all worn by doctors and uh healthcare workers. Mm-hmm. Interesting. You know, the 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 population wasn't wearing them. Yeah. You know, and that was what masks have been used for up until 2020 when they decided, "Oh, yeah, uh now we we've been using masks to prevent contamination between uh, uh, surgical matters and uh, and stuff like that, but now they serve a new new use. They all of a sudden now protect you from spreading or getting a boogity boo virus. Even though in the box it says it doesn't, but never mind that. Trust science. Yeah, it's a the, mind control. It's a mind control yeah. device. I mean, that's yeah. that's all that it was. And For sure. People continue to still wear them. Like I see people all the time. Oh, yeah. I'm like, bro, like, what Just are you doing, this dude? Last week I saw a dude here, and it's getting warm here, where I'm at in Portugal, and uh, I see occasionally people in, in their car alone wearing a mask. <laughs> Maybe they're trying to protect themselves from all the phthalates and plastics in the car. Maybe. <laughs> you never know. Maybe they're like so next level. Why are we being such negative dicks? Maybe they're just they're just next level preempting some shit, bro. Well, hey, bro, the 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 Asians they had this on on lock way before 2020, dude. They were wearing masks mm. way before that. I lived in California, okay. and all of them. Every time I would see an Asian pe- person walking down the road, they had a mask on. But you know what, bro? I, uh, interesting. I I was in Japan like seven years ago, or whatever. Eight and um. People there, they would wear a mask when they're sick, which kind of goes back to what you were talking about. You know, you don't want to use sputum and stuff contaminating surfaces and, you know, hitting other people. So they're wearing it when they're sick, not to prevent fucking hell, you know. And But something I wanted to ask earlier, back on the reincarnation thread. So if we think about the population of the world increasing sort of exponentially over let's say the last couple hundred years there's a lot of influx of humans therefore there's a lot of influx of souls so could it be that these newer souls or these newer people that were born there were younger souls that for whatever reason decided to come so they're not as savvy in this realm in this reality therefore you know it's your first time and maybe maybe that's why things like obesity and food addiction and drug addiction have increased because all of these new souls they they maybe cannot control these impulses because like this sensory sort of orgasm you know colors food uh drinks uh, sensations etc etc and could that be the reason, do you reckon, maybe these there's all these new people that are, all these people that don't fucking 
can't even put two and two together when like people were like been spelling it out for for years and years and years. Could that be a factor that is playing a role here? That's an interesting thought in theory. I think that it's more along the lines of people not knowing anything that's going on here. And that could be a, uh, like you're mentioning, they're new, they don't know what's happening. So they come here, they, they don't know who they are. They don't know what to, but we all come in like that. You know, we all come in not knowing what's going on. You know, we're like, Oh, what am I doing here? What is this reality? What's happening? You know, why are these, uh, uh, you know, why does everything seem so fake? I mean, that's how I came in. I was like, what am I doing here? Who am I? What is this reality? And why am I here? That's one of the very first thoughts that I remember ever having. I was like, why? Mm. What's going on? Because it felt so foreign and we know that you know when you're a child you're very impressionable so it depends on your environment the people that you have around you your parents your family members your uh, brothers and your sisters basically cultivate your reality they give you your morals they give you your direction in life whether you want to admit it or not, or whether you know it or not. We're basically shaped from our environment. You know, if you're born in a uh, a shitty environment, now that's not to say that you can't overcome that and be better. And it's also not saying that if you're born in a good environment that you're not going to have a bad life. It goes either way, right? You can be born into a very rich household and still have a shit ton of problems. Yeah. You can be born in a mm. in the ghetto and still make something of your life. It's not a foolproof thing, but it does shape the way that you interact with people. It does shape your ideas, your thoughts, and your beliefs. So if you're just segregated you're just kind of closed off and you're only getting one version of reality and you don't ever dig deeper into that then you're going to be one sort of way your entire life and this is where the experience of life comes in right You've had a different experience of your life. I've had a different experience of my life. So therefore, my thoughts and my ideas, while may be similar to yours, because we're both in the space and we're both having this conversation, they're ultimately going to be different. Just like everybody that's listening to the show right now, they've had a different experience of their life and they're going to agree with some things that I say. They're going to disagree with other things that I say, just like that they're going to do with you. All because of the shaping of their reality and their experience thus far. Now, if you're, I would say, I don't want to use the word enlightened because I think that that's, uh, 
some people use enlightenment as like a, a superior term and I'm mm. not superior to anybody. I'm just like everyone else. Right. But if you have Except the vaccinated. Yeah. <laughs> sorry. That was a joke guys. I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, so if I'm just like everyone else in the, the fact that, we're different. We've had a different experience, but we're all here. We're all physical beings. We're all doing the exact same thing. We're just trying to figure stuff out and figure out what's going on here. I think that's the ultimate question for everyone. The ultimate question for the universe, you know, what are we really doing here? So when we don't have that information, because nobody really knows, then we try and fill that void with outside sources. We try and fill that void with food. We try and fill that void with exercise. We try and fill that void with working. We try and fill that void with money. We try and fill that void with working 24-7, no downtime. We try to fill that void with other people and solving other people's problems without looking at our own. You know, there's a bunch of different ways and we fill it with materialism. Uh, how many items can we have? You know, what all can we have in our house? What's the nicest thing? We fill it with uh, new cars. We fill it with new phones, new computers, a brand new pair of shoes, you know, all, all of these things, but they don't do anything for us spiritually. Because I personally believe we all have a spiritual void within ourselves that are making us unhappy because we just don't know. We don't know what's going on. We don't, uh, we, we fear the unknown. We fear what is going to happen next. We fear the afterlife. We fear dying. We fear death. Because nobody knows. No one has the answers to those questions. Now you can theorize and hypothesize on those questions, but that's really what they are. They're theories and hypotheses, which I love doing and I really enjoy doing because it, it brings new thoughts and new ideas to the listener and brings new thoughts and ideas to me and new thoughts and ideas to you. I just think that we've been looking outside of ourselves so much that we've created this inability to actually know what's going on and actually find truth because truth has been overruled by belief just like I was mentioning earlier it's all been overruled by belief and no matter how deeply you believe in something it doesn't make it true doesn't make it real doesn't make it factual you know I could I could be like hey the uh, the sun is shining. It's a beautiful day out here right now where I'm at. You know, and you can be where where you are, and you can say, "Oh man, 
I really want it to be uh, a beautiful day here too. I can be, I want the sun to be shining as well. So I'm going to believe that the sun is shining and it's a beautiful day, even though it's cloudy and it's raining outside. So you can believe all that you want, but it doesn't take away the fact and the truth that it's cloudy and raining outside. And there, the, the, this um, Mark Passio talks about this. The they're pushing solipsism as well, where you you basically you know kids nowadays. And when I say kids, I mean like I mean like teenage, late teens, early twenties. <clears throat> they're pushing this sort of solipsism where it's about it's not about finding the truth. It's about finding your truth. And is there really? objective truth is there universal truth no there isn't it so we we create our own reality and i don't know to be honest i i sometimes get these feelings of deja vu like maybe before i was born or maybe you know between lives what it and i've tried to imagine what it must be like to be in that state or like when you die and the senses fall away you do have this base consciousness, which is like the the floor, the ocean, and you know you're the waves. We're waves, or maybe the thoughts, the thoughts we have as another analogy are the waves, and the mind is consciousness. The or the lives that we lead are the waves, and the ocean is consciousness through which it rises. So. Um, and the waves are always moving. The ocean is always moving. So, so is con cycle, consciousness. Yeah. Cycles, yeah. So I, I wonder, could it be that you know, when you die, the, oh, at least in the from the sort of Tibetan Buddhism stuff I've I've looked into, you know, there's a process where the obviously the body fall, de deteriorates and the senses deteriorate, and you know, the body is. The, ra the 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 receiver the radio and you know we can tune it so when the when the actual physical breaks away you you basically now in a state of just pure consciousness and this this you could be in a state for an eternity <clears throat> but it's up to you given the the previous sort of karmic um, attachments it's up to you to then you, because con everything consciousness creates everything it's up to you to create the next reality that you want to you know crystallize for a given period of time and during this time perhaps if you i don't know maybe do some exercises in in the mortal state perhaps if you are able to remain lucid during this time you are then instead of following the momentum of the previous karmic connections you are maybe then able to either decide to remain in the state of bliss pure consciousness and you probably do you're like fuck it i need to regenerate maybe that's why that's why uh when they do past life regression therapy on on past lives uh repeating myself the average time would be about 50 years between past lives so it looks like there's a a time required for resting or whatever maybe they're spent in different realities or whatever but when in at least from ian stevens's research on reincarnation 
when there's a sudden death, like a person getting killed or accident, um, the the reincarnation is near immediate. So it's like the, it looks like the 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 soul or whatever the energy, the consciousness, it's like abruptly taken out of the body. So it's like it almost like bounces back in into reality because it's a bit confused. Um, what what kind of what's your take on this sort of thoughts? Yeah, I think the that's really interesting uh, concept there. And if you take the like what you're mentioning about you know being able to break out of the this incarnation cycle, uh, you know Max Spears talked about that the that the demons dwell in uh, complete and utter euphoria. Whoa. So if the demons dwell in euphoria, which euphoria would drive you crazy, it would drive you insane. And if you were just in a constant state of euphoria, you, you would your brain wouldn't be able to handle it. You would get lost, you know, mm. especially an o- overpowering amount of euphoria. Yeah, yeah. So then where would the, what would the angels dwell in? If the angels aren't dwelling in euphoria, they would be dwelling in something else, Right. Maybe it's that the angels have been hardened by being in a state of uh, what would be the opposite of euphoria? Dys- dysphoria? Uh, no, that would be like uh, almost like this. Well, I don't know. I'd have to look up what the opposite of euphoria, the, the actual terminology of uh, what the opposite of euphoria is but I, I would say that it would be like uh almost like what people would consider hell to be mm-hmm. right like torture basically mm-hmm. so which i mean euphoria constant state of euphoria would almost be like torture as well it would just be a different kind of condition so maybe it's that the angels have been dwelling in a it's been inverted and instead of the demons dwelling in uh, this, you know, horrible area of, you know, flames and torture and this, uh, you know, this mess of hell, the angels are actually dwelling there and the demons are dwelling where people think that the angels are dwelling. Hmm. So it's been changed, it's been inverted and they've uh, kind of, you know, switched sides a little bit. Hmm. So the the angels would be like more honorable and more loving and more kind because of the things that they you know actually went through uh, the, the the area of life that they're dwelling in, hmm. and the demons is more uh, is more rough and more uh, intrusive and hateful and mean and. Uh, you know, because they've been dwelling in nothing but euphoria. So they're trying to get something opposite of what they've been in. Hmm. Okay. 
Now it's making more sense to me. Interesting. Yeah, it's an interesting concept how, you know, because people, th they, they have this weird screwed up version of, you know, light and uh, lightness. If something has a light in the title, you know, Galactic Federation of Light that's here to save us, you know, the, the, the light beings, you know, activate your light bodies and all this like yeah, yeah. they're they're assuming that it's that it's good that that's like what you want you know and that they're here to help and they're here to you know save people well i mean just because it's got light in the title doesn't mean that it's good and just because you got dark in the title or something evil in the title doesn't mean that it's bad yeah, yeah. you know we've just put these labels on them and uh associated them with a uh we've given them value based on our uh, 3d physical perception mm. of them when it might not be that way at all. It could be completely different, you know, and I, it's uh, highly plausible to me that it's like that. I don't think that there's really a, such a thing as, you know, good and evil necessarily. It's, our perception of those things. I mean, we're given rules whenever we come into this reality, you know, rules to live by and, and morals. I think mm. morals are a good thing. You know, don't hurt people. Don't damage, don't steal their property. Don't take from them. Don't physically uh, hurt anyone. Don't murder anyone. You know, that should be the rules to live by. Whatever else it is that you do shouldn't matter. You know, if you're not taking stuff from people, you're not hurting them physically, you're not uh, damaging their property, then you should be free to do whatever it is that you want. So you're an, you're an anarchist then, yeah? Like me. Well, I mean, I think that, that that should be like the 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 law. And people have said that that's kind of what natural law and, and yeah. universal law is, is those, uh, you know, handful of uh, yeah. rules. Yeah. To live by. Do no harm unto others, including stealing. Because uh, Mark Passio, he talks a lot about this natural law stuff. And he says all of these things are an act of stealing. If you kill, you're stealing life. If Obviously, if you steal, you're taking stealing stuff. And if you lie, you're stealing the truth, which <clears throat> I think a lot of... That one is a little bit easier to you know, re wrestle around and, you know, it's easy for, for one to, to lie to people and justify to oneself. It could be for their, their good or whatever, um, you know, ph philanthropic effort, you know, that they're presenting, that they're doing it for. Yeah. People always need an excuse, right? An excuse to, well, this person did this, so I need to reta re retaliate in this way. And this has been a top-down thing from uh, the the powers that be. You know, they never take responsibility for anything that they've ever done. Never. It's always blamed on something else. It's blamed on another group. It's blamed on another country. It's blamed on another circumstance. They don't ever take responsibility for anything mm -hmm. that they do. It's never their fault. And that has trickled down into the rest of the population where 
The population has become liars. The population has become thieves. The population doesn't take responsibility for their actions on the individual level. They don't say what's on their mind. They're, uh, we've become cowardice, unhonorable. We've become victims. That's a big one. Victim it wasn't Woodward. the other person. I mean, it wasn't me. It was the other person. They did this. It's their fault. And then that other person will blame you. Yeah. Then it never gets solved. And no one ever really knows the truth because everyone's just blaming each other. You know, it's like it, no one wants to take responsibility for anything that they do. And it's created this society that we live in. You know, like the, the honorable thing to do is to say, yeah, I did that. And if you had a good reason for doing that, I promise you the person, whatever it is that you did, that person will understand. But if you did something that, you know, didn't have any justification behind it, then they're probably not going to understand, you know? And I think that that's the, the issue and the problem is that people are, are afraid. They're afraid to take responsibility for their actions. You know, how many, if you dropped a wallet in a crowd of people, how many people now do you think would pick up that wallet and try and return it to the person that dropped it. I think, I think here where I live or where I've lived in the countries that were a little bit better off, I think a fair percentage would. If there's cash in there, it might, um, it might disappear. You know, I think the more better, but th this kind of goes to what I've, what I've been thinking about, like the more better off you, and I'm not talking if you're a psychopath, but the more better off you are as a normal human being that has empathy, the more, the more health, the healthier you are, the healthier your immediate family is, and the better you're doing for yourself in terms of, Usually finances, but that everything that goes with finances. So you your family is well provided for. You have security in terms of your future. Your children are can, will be taken care of, etc. The more of these things you have aligned, the more productive you will be in terms of contri truly contributing to society to the earth, to the betterment of humanity. And I don't mean like just working an office job and paying a bunch of tax. That's fucking not contributing to society. That's contributing to the government, which is the most of the causes of our problems are come stem from government. But I, I feel like a lot of this stuff, like we, we started talking about, could these toxic compounds be diminishing people's spiritual abilities? And then you have all this uh, economic sort of 
war that's been waged on um you know the developed countries western europe you know destroying economies destroying the people's livelihood now with the inflation of course and um you know like the more of these things you pile on a person the more aggressive they will become the more it's me 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 the more the, basically you, you turn people into like survival mode sort of animals and the more it degenerates you know the the worse it gets obviously that that's when crime can increase so i feel like that's the war that that they're waging in on the physical side of things is poisoning the population lying to them brainwashing them with bullshit indoctrinating them into garbage and um you know uh furthermore uh destroying hope demoralizing and the ability like look at how many small businesses suffered the last three years and the big giant companies just consolidated power uh the <clears throat> the petroleum companies still posted record profits and so on but the small businesses got screwed really badly you know so those people they become more and more desperate so i feel like if we are let to our own devices in small communities to we we will naturally progress to developing relationship bartering more you know helping each other out like back in even even 50 years ago where when my grandparents sort of <clears throat> sort of were living and stuff like that uh even i remember when when i was a kid like six, seven years old, I still, it was so amazing, these amazing memories back at my village uh, in the old country, helping my grandma, you know, she would um, uh, take, uh, one of her friends was a shepherd, he had a huge flock of sheep, could have been like three, th 30, 40 sh uh, sheep, she would take them out and for for him because he needed to, to go to the big city for whatever else and like people would help each other your cherries for my tomatoes and so on <clears throat> so i feel like if you if you take that away from people so this is why the supermarket stuff it really just after the second world war <clears throat> you know the supermarkets just completely killed off our connection to the land and to growing our own food now you become a dependent on this another uh, this other supply chain so it's always supply chains that are seemingly purposely designed to be super brittle so that anytime you want to pull the plug even i think about it right now if diesel the diesel supply stops think about like if anyone can ever do a thought experiment if just the diesel supply is the tap is turned off what sort of chaos would fucking ensue, you know? Yeah, I think that this is, it's all been a part of the plan. If it wasn't a part of the plan, then they would have made living conditions, things more easily, readily available. If they didn't have an agenda behind it, they wouldn't be doing it. Yeah. yeah. If it wasn't yeah. done for a reason, it wasn't done for a purpose. If it wasn't done to purposefully back everyone into a corner, and to uh, create some sort of quasi-uprising, then they wouldn't do it. You know, that's, that's what people really need to 
get into their head is that anything that happens is done for a reason. And all the reasons that we are being told that it's being done for is a lie. Yeah. It's way deeper than that. And you have to look just a tiny bit deeper. And it's normally the, the simplest explanation really. But unfortunately people in the community want to complicate things and look at everything like it's um, that you have to, you know, decode it and, and uh, you know, uh, create this elaborate scheme that they've been doing, which it is an elaborate scheme, but it's all to crush civilization the way that they want it to be crushed. Nothing is ever going to happen unless they permit it to happen, they want it to happen, or it's happening right on schedule. And that's just the, the, the fact. It's just the fact of the reality. You know, and that's not me saying give up. There's no way to, you know, go about it. There's nothing that we can do. That's not what I'm saying. There is a lot that we can do. And the awareness of that is the most important. Mm -hmm. You know, they're, they're looking for a big extravagant end to all this. And the best way in the easiest way to get that big extravagant end, because all this stuff just didn't happen for any reason, right? They're, they're trying to get us back to some form of normalcy, but it's it's gone. It went too far. They're taking it too far. And we're not going to get back the you know the way things were you know back in the uh, 80s and 90s and all that it's been a slow process they've they've done it slowly but now they're just going to speed that up they've hit us with the biggest thing that they could possibly hit us with and it's going to keep going down and it's going to be little by little by little and the easiest way to do this great big grand finale is to make us think that it's our idea. And that's really all that I'm going to say about it. Cause I don't really have any, uh, you know, cause theories and dates and all that can be, you know, wrong, but whatever it's going to be, it's going to be convincing enough that it's going to get the majority of the population backing it. And the majority of the population is what's going to bring everything to its knees. That's the only way that it can work. That's it. You can't do it forcefully. Mm. You can't come in with tanks and enact martial law. Especially not in the United States. Not in the U.S. for sure. <laughs> Can't do it here. No way. No way. Can't do it. No. It creates too much opposition. Yeah. But if you have the opposition thinking that they're doing 
the right thing, all the while the right thing is actually the wrong thing, and the wrong thing is a part of the agenda, then you have them do it for you. That's what's going to happen. As we wrap up here, I want to ask you, what um, if someone is like a complete beginner to this stuff, right? To conspiracies and whatnot. What w- some of the stuff is a little bit too heavy for most people. What would you, what thread would you recommend them sort of explore first? I would implore them to explore. The MK Ultra programs. I would implore them to look up the history of MK Ultra, where that came from, where that started, how it happened, what they did, the techniques that they used. Because it's all very verifiable. And once you read those 149 declassified subprojects of MK Ultra, Everything starts to make sense. Then you can just look around in your reality and be like, holy shit. This is exactly what's going on. And it literally relates to every single topic that's discussed in the alternative community. Relates to UFOs. It relates to alien abductions. It relates to uh, alien contact. It relates to medications. It relates to LSD. It relates to mushrooms. It relates to antidepressants. The drugging of the community, you know, drugging mm. of the population. It relates to uh, some sort of uh, V2K technology, the uh, manipulation of our symbiotic nervous system. You know, it relates to psychic abilities. It relates mm. to um, <laughs> remote viewing, it relates to ESP, it re- relates to channeling. Like, all of it. Yeah. Everything that's ever talked about is somehow related. There's a connection to the MK Ultra programs. Everything. It all is. It's all connected. Right? Yeah. And once you realize that a majority of this is not done by extraterrestrials. It's not done by some mystical uh, boogeyman force that's been controlling and manipulating humanity. It's not the reptilians that are living underground. It's not the greys from Zeta Reticuli. Mm. That the it's human Anunnaki? beings. It's human beings. It's been human beings since the very beginning then you've officially shuffled through all of the bullshit. You shuffled through all of the nonsense. Once you realize that it's not aliens that is attempting to change our DNA and create a human uh, 2.0, that is the government. That is these three-letter organizations. That is the military. You know, once you realize that it's not aliens and UFOs, it's not aliens in these craft, that it's the military. It's not aliens that are abducting people. It's the military. (laughs) It's not 
aliens is doing these hybridization programs, it's the military, mm. you know, then you are, you know, one step closer and people don't believe that kind of stuff because they want it to be mystical. They want it to be otherworldly. They want to believe that we're not the only, you know, beings in the universe, that there's more out there and all that. They want the fairy tale, man. People want the fairy tale. They want their fairy tale because the fairy tale sells. Yeah. The fairy tale sells and people can make money off of the fairy tale. Yeah. But unfortunately, the truth isn't a fairy tale. The truth is very real and the truth is happening here on this planet. And, um, you know, I hate to be the the bearer of uh, bad news on that, but it's not anything mystical. It's humans with human money. It's humans with human created technology being that has perpetuated multiple, multiple, multiple crimes against humanity. That continue continuously every single day perpetuate crimes against humanity. But they don't want you to know that because then you can do something about it. Then you're going to be pissed off. They'd rather redirect you to something that's out of your grasp that you can't do anything about. Can't do anything about aliens. And do anything about extraterrestrials. They're so far advanced. They got all this advanced technology. Can't do anything about them. Nothing we can do to stop them. But we can do something to stop humans. And they are not going to let that happen. It's true, bro. It's true. And the thing is, reality is what it is. You know, we have to just man the fuck up a little bit and face reality and just t- take steps to to do what what we feel is right given the information we presented i agree with that and you know don't make uh you know d- definitive statements always keep your mind open to the possibility mm. i mean my mind is always open to the possibility that that there's a possibility that extraterrestrials or aliens do exist. It's always there, right? Yeah. But there's no evidence and there's no proof until there is evidence and proof of some sort of extraterrestrial physical alien species that's been coming to Earth. Then... I'm not going to believe it. Yeah. Because you can't believe it. It's impossible to believe. It's just a story. But I'm not, and I'm willing to reevaluate my beliefs when substantial evidence comes. Then I'll reevaluate almost everything that I've said in this entire interview. Of course. But yeah. until then, there's much more proof that all of this is human, it's all human involvement and crimes against humanity. And 
not aliens and not extraterrestrial controllers. So that's what I'm working with right now. And I am open to the possibility sometime in the future, though I don't believe it's ever going to happen. Disclosure yeah. is never going to happen because they don't exist. Yeah. Unless they've created it. Right. They can create a mm. extraterrestrial. They can create a little drone gray and shuffle that out to uh, yeah. the population and be like, oh, hey, you're after, you know, 70 years of, you know, covering up the existence of aliens and extraterrestrials like you all thought that we were doing. Here's your proof. Here's a little gray alien. Well, can you prove that it came from Zeta Reticuli? Can you prove that it came from outside Elon of the planet? Elon Musk will, will get the G, the CGI for that. <laughs> it's it's you know it's real because it looks so fake. Yeah, that's what he said. Yeah, man, uh, that's wild. That's cheeky, isn't it? Yeah. Right in your face, and oh my, NASA loving mates, I, I like to make fun of that, and they're like. Just think, oh, he's just a conspiracy theorist. He's a bit kooky, you know. Christian is a bit kooky like that. Ah, oh, he's not. He's not that bright anyway. You know. Yeah, they. <laughs> I don't even really know how to feel about uh, space and like all of that. Like, I don't really have any thoughts and theories, but I do know that they've basically lied to us about everything else very rarely tell us the truth about anything. And even when they do tell us the truth about something, people in the community automatically don't believe them, which is another issue, right? Mm. They've, they've created so much distrust within the community that even if they were to come out and tell you the truth, yeah. people aren't yeah. going to believe it. Right. Yeah, yeah. That's a huge issue that, mm. you know, we're running into as a community. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And sure, sure. Like, this is a good example. My friend Paul Knight that I was mentioning earlier about what the flock TV made that uh, video mm -hmm. about Mount Muru, uh, Maru. And he created this meme that was of um, the Madonna. And he put a, an alien shirt on her, did a bang up job, killed it. Looks very real. Hmm. Looks like she was legitimately wearing the alien shirt that he mm. photoshopped onto Madonna. It's like a little green alien mm -hmm. on her. And later that day, I seen people posting that meme and talking about adrenochrome harvesting and everything and they were taking it as it was real bro Jesus, dude they took a, a fake photo that my friend paul knight photoshopped and started spreading it around like it was real yeah. like she actually had the real shirt on yeah man it's unbelievable it's dude. embarrassing dude and if paul can do that that easily yeah how much of this other shit that we've been seeing on the internet and on all these different platforms are like that? I would That's say a large now, majority of them. It could be because not what I I have posted or shared things before that were later 
found to be nonsense. So I embarrassed myself a couple of times. So since then, I'm a little bit more skeptical what I share that I see immediately, you know, like in my Telegram channels or whatever. If it's, if it's something like I know I've researched that I know is true, like a meme, I will share it immediately. But something new, I have to like, uh, you know, you just, who is the source? Is it like some dude that just figured all this shit out like last year that was from a religious background and now they're all satanic, you know, this satanic, everything satanic. And, you know, I mean, this, our previous history can color how we how we see now if if you start getting deep into the research it could cut like if you if you've been traumatized as a child a lot of these things could be very triggering and they could cause you to not com compartmentalize but like to to like tell yourself some stories to um block out said trauma and that would skew your your perception of the research and then what you are then sharing with other people could could be in a very sort of sh on very shaky ground to begin with and then people if you're an influencer of some if you have an uh, uh, an audience people can take this information and now they're you know on a foundation of sand and then they talk to other people like that they're uninitiated to this and then they make a bollocks of it and then the whole the whole sort of truth movement looks like a bunch of idiots you know and these are the smartest these are the smartest easy, people <laughs> if it was that easy for Paul to do that it's that easy for a three letter organization it's that easy oh, for yeah. Uh, some high-level politician to do the exact same thing, and he's done it before. He did a April Fool's joke one year by creating a fake CIA document for one of his one. friends. Yeah, I heard that. And one, really. <laughs> Funny guy. later on, he uh, th that document was used as proof that the CIA was investigating a Facebook group. It's wild, dude. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. freaking wild. And when you look at it like I, that, like it's almost like nothing is real, dude. It's all listened, nonsense bullshit. I've listened to Paul Knight on your podcast, actually, uh, at least a couple of episodes. He's brilliant. Yes. He's a very, very interesting guy. Well, speaking of your podcast, Ryder, tell the folks where they can find a lot more of the discussions related to all of these topics that we covered are in much more depth explored there. So let folks know where they can find it. Uh, you can find me on Raised by Giants, on YouTube, Rockfin, Odyssey, Rumble, and all of the different podcast platforms. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Raised by Giants 8 and on Instagram at raised by a giant's pod thanks so much christian i appreciate you having me back on wonderful conversation uh yeah that's it i released two well i think i'm gonna cut down on the amount of shows that i do because it's becoming uh a little Laborious, overwhelming huh? yeah. so uh this week i will be releasing a show uh, uh well i don't know when this is coming out but on uh tuesday the uh, 28th at 8 p.m. EST uh, will be a show, and then on Friday at 8 p.m. EST mm. as well. Thanks so much for having me on, brother. Appreciate you a lot. 
I hope everyone enjoyed it. Thank you, bro. I I certainly did. I'm sure many many or most listening will. Unless you're an ignorant normie, don't be an ignorant normie. God damn it. <laughs> Just kidding. Love you all. Thanks for tuning in, guys.